This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the owner and publisher of Retail Insider Media, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on November the 14th, 2022, and we wanted to touch base on an article that was published on October 31st, 2022, with uh, Saks Fifth Avenue renovating part of the downtown Toronto flagship. So, Craig, uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, yeah. So, um, interesting. Um, I've been following what's happening at the Saks Fifth Avenue store in downtown Toronto for a little while here. Um, there were some brands which exited the store um, really at the beginning of 2022. So uh, uh, the store, I guess you'd say, was struggling a little bit. Uh, Louis Vuitton, uh, Christian Dior, uh, and Saint Laurent had all shut uh, concessions at Saks Fifth Avenue. So Saks Fifth Avenue has ended up rearranging the store a little bit uh, um, in terms of uh, where the departments are. There's uh, more uh, square footage dedicated to menswear, and uh, shoes have moved downstairs. And well, your article is very well laid out when I read through it, right? You started at the ground level where most normal people would walk into the building and then you slowly worked your way upwards and kind of went through floor by floor. So it was very well laid out. I kind of knew exactly where, why and where you were hopping through. But when I visited in 2019, I started out in the basement level where I think there was a food hall and it felt kind of disjointed and not really connected to the rest of the building. So I was wondering especially now as you're kind of going through it, is the food hall A still there, but B, is it as disjointed or is it more built into the whole experience of the building now that we're in 2022? Um, I didn't really discuss that much in the article other than the fact that it's there because it is a bit of a different, uh, it doesn't really interact with the Saks Fifth Avenue store the way that probably it should, uh, other than just having the Saks name attached to it. Uh, it really is just a separate grocery store and you can access it from escalators within the Saks Fifth Avenue. But uh, um, I don't really see much of a cross promotion between the two. It's the, it, for all intents and purposes, they're, they're separate. Perfect. Well, and so now that we're in 2022 and post COVID, I know that it closed down during COVID like most um, food retailers downtown, but is it fully operational or is it still running at like half mast? No, no, it's uh, partly open. Uh, we did an article on it a few weeks ago. Uh, I've been in there. I had some pizza uh, with my brother and his wife. It was actually quite good. But uh, so the main area of the grocery store isn't open yet. So um, it's supposed to be opening, I think, in phases. So uh, I don't actually know exactly what that timeline is going to be. But I think it's before the end of 2022, oh, totally. which is not that long from now. <laughs> no, and of course, it may change with Christmas, but... Moving upwards from the basement, let's go into the ground floor. And this is where, you know, street level would be and then start going up from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because on the main floor, when you enter, so there's a joint lobby. Uh, you walk to the right to get into the Hudson Bay store and you walk to the left to get into Saks Fifth Avenue. It's, it's mar- there's marble everywhere. It's, it's quite nice looking. Well, they removed a concierge desk on the main floor, which was interesting there at that joint entrance. Okay, backing up to the joint entrance for a second. So when you look at the photo... Yes, it's marble, and then you have to turn left to go to Saks Fifth Avenue or turn right to go to the bay. How confusing is that setup for people? That's a good question. And the thing is, I've been told by other people that they are confused. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I actually ran into a friend of mine 
<laughs> in the Saks Fifth Avenue store. And she said she was lost and uh, wasn't sure if she was in the Hudson Bay store. And of course, I'm laughing because I would never get lost because I toured the store two days before it opened in February of 2016. So I have a full understanding of how that store functions. And <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's funny, but I think it does cause some confusion for some people. And again, it's something I would have to ask others because I fully understand how Saxoth Avenue was integrated into the building because I was walked through it. And even before then I had the construction plans for the store. So I knew how it was going to be set up. So uh, I do think for um, some members of the general public that may be a little less uh, directional. <laughs> they, uh, left, <laughs> maybe, right, left, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They may get, they may get confused. Saxoth Avenue is generally more expensive for those that are not aware, but uh, it does get a little confusing because Hudson's Bay itself does have some pretty expensive stuff. And we're digressing a little bit into Hudson Bay, which is relevant, but this is more about the renovations that happen in Saks. So moving back into the Saks arena. Yeah, yeah. Entering into the Saks Fifth Avenue store, uh, the biggest difference right now is women's shoes has been moved downstairs. And that was previously on the second floor, right? I think it was branded 10022 shoes or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All of a sudden now you walk in and there's this main floor shoe hall. Interesting, because back when Saks opened in 2016, it had all those concession boutique spaces like Dior, Saint Laurent, and Louis Vuitton so at that street level, and now they're gone. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, a few other changes on the main floor that I thought were interesting was, uh, no, I mentioned that Dior had shut down its concession. It's a, a bag concession on the main floor. It also shut a uh, women's ready-to-wear, and also... Uh, uh, there was a space that had been for, I believe it was Celine for a while, but Celine uh, had pulled out its wholesale uh, shop there a while ago when Celine opened a store at Yorkdale. Hmm. Uh, that was, I think, in 2021. I'd have to go back and check. But And what does it look like now? Now what they've done is they've created these smaller stores. There's one for, uh, little handbag area for Alexander McQueen and another one for Versace. Uh, they're smaller because in behind they've got room for storage for shoes. Um, another big difference is in the corner of the store, right at the corner of Queen and Young, um, uh, within the building was a, a Louis Vuitton store. Now that shut down um, right at the beginning of the year. And now that area is being used for sunglasses and um, some accessories. You've got some, you know, fur hats and uh, you've got gloves and some scarves. Uh, now, Saxoth Avenue won't be carrying fur for long because by the end of this year, uh, just like Holt Renfrew, Saxoth Avenue won't be carrying fur. So. Um, other changes, uh, the Saint Laurent shop, which, uh, was a concession and exited has, uh, now become an area for Balenciaga. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a fairly minor okay. renovation. They really just pulled out the Saint Laurent marble and kind of <laughs> put these walls that are gray, which is kind of a Balenciaga look, uh, kind of like the Yorkdale store. And I guess the one down on uh, Yorkville Avenue as well, although that one's quite different. It's industrial looking that Balenciaga on Yorkville Avenue, but, um, now the Saks Fifth Avenue one carry some of those bags. So uh, also I was told by a former staffer, I won't of course say who it is because they might get in trouble, but the uh, Piaget boutique. So Piaget, a uh, very high-end jeweler, uh, opened a boutique. It'll be the first one in Canada, I suppose, in 2016 at Saks Fifth Avenue. That was converted from a concession boutique to a, uh, uh, what do you call it, consignment model. So uh, that's another big change, uh, at least for Piaget and for the uh, jewelry area at Saks Fifth Avenue. So the main floor, it looks quite similar to what it did before, except it functions quite differently. Now, uh, it's really, you know, a huge women's shoe section in the middle where there were bags and other things before. So uh, that's 
quite a big difference uh, on the main floor. No, totally. Well, and again, different but the same, which is interesting for the ground floor. But moving on to the second floor, how has that changed? Because that sounds like a lot moved. The second floor is quite interesting because now it's all dedicated to menswear. This is the first time that this has happened. So when that Saks Fifth Avenue store opened in 2016, they had a about an 8,000 square foot shoe department for women uh, called 10022 Shoe, uh, which is... It started in New York City. It's the postal code of the store. And it was kind of a bit of a joke saying our, it was an entire, almost an entire floor at the Saks Fifth Avenue store on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Uh, I don't know if the downstairs one actually now is branded that way. But um, so now the women's shoe, de- the women's former shoe department on the second floor is now men's shoes. So Woohoo. Uh, that's a huge shoe department, like about 8,000 square feet. That's unprecedented in Canada. Probably the second largest would be the whole Renfrew Ogilvy in Montreal. That's a big men's shoe department as well. It might be maybe 5,000 square feet. But uh, but now that round area where the sh- men's shoes used to be is now um, some designer brands. I saw Versace, Ballman. Some people had said I was a little negative in the article that I wrote. Uh, I, I, I am very impressed with what Saks Fifth Avenue has done in a lot of ways. And the, the selection of brands and the extensiveness, it's definitely a store worth shopping in. Uh, but yeah, the second floor now is completely menswear. There was a women's accessory area, which has now also just been converted to men's accessories. Well, what's your overall opinion of a lot of the women's wear being moved down to the ground floor and devoting the majority of the second floor to men's wear? So when I toured the Saks Fifth Avenue store in 2016, we were there with the store manager and uh, they were he was explaining, as well as the tour I was on, how the store flows between Hudson's Bay and Saks Fifth Avenue. And that flow has now been disrupted. So on the second floor, you had women's shoes on the Hudson's Bay side, and then you had the women's shoes on the Saks Fifth Avenue side, and you could walk between the two. Interestingly enough, on the Hudson's Bay side, on the wall that connects to the Saks Fifth Avenue side, you have something called the room shoes, which is the expensive shoes at Hudson's Bay. They're the ones that in some cases are five, six, seven, eight, Mm. nine, over a thousand dollars. But on the second floor now, it's been disrupted because now the second floor is all menswear, uh, again, with a tremendous selection of brands. Yeah. Well, and that's the ground and second floor. Why don't we move into the third floor, which is, I think, the the top part, right? Yeah. No, the third floor hasn't changed nearly as much as the other two floors, but there's definitely been some changes. So I mentioned uh, that Dior had shut its women's ready-to-wear concession on the third floor. Beautiful space in the corner. A friend of mine was managing it for a while. Um, now that's for, that's been branded for Montclair. Um, many listeners are going to know what that is. It's, it's an expensive Italian, basically an outerwear brand. You got the puffy jackets. Um, and now that it's gotten into, you know, fashion in all categories, it's become almost a lifestyle brand, but it was known for its puffy jackets to start. They're usually well over a thousand dollars. Uh, you've got now a beautiful Brunello Cuccinelli shop. I remember when the Saks opened, they had Carolina Herrera gowns in there. Uh, you've got, um, a, uh, the former Burberry area. I, we did an article earlier. I wrote it on uh, Burberry pulling its wholesale accounts, which means that Burberry did exit Saks Fifth Avenue and Nordstrom in Toronto, uh, because they weren't Burberry. The shops that were in there were not concessions, like leased spaces that the brands operated. So, um, in Saks Fifth Avenue specifically, that, uh, Burberry area is now branded for Ralph Lauren. It looks basically exactly the same as it did for Burberry. It's got the green carpet that Burberry had in there, but now it says Ralph Lauren in there. And But uh, again, on the third floor, beautiful space. It, it seems though on the women's designer area is a little more sparse, honestly, than it was. I'm noticing there's less stuff. 
before it was racks of clothing and now it's actually displays of gowns. I'm even just looking at the photo as we're talking here and for sure there's less stuff in the store than there was a few months ago. I don't know what that means. Read into it as you like, but there's less stuff at Saks Fifth Avenue than there was before. Mm. Well, at the end of the day, now we've kind of gone through the ground, the second floor and the third floor. But is there anything generally about the Saks in Toronto that you wanted to kind of go through even just now that you've kind of gone through the whole store and you've had some time to reflect on it. The opening hours have been reduced. So again, read into that what you will. I have no idea what's going on. But uh, now the store is open six hours a day, five, uh, seven days a week. So from noon until 6 p.m., you can shop at Saks Fifth Avenue. Before it was open at the same time as the Hudson's Bay store, which of course we've talked about numerous times, is connected to it. So um, the Hudson Bay store is open... Uh, from um, 11 o'clock, I believe, in the morning until 9 p.m., except on Sundays. So now we, you can't cross shop between Hudson's Bay and Saks Fifth Avenue in the evenings or an hour before, uh, um, uh, well, uh, until an hour after, I guess you'd say, the Hudson's Bay store opens. Yeah, well, and at the end of the day, like you can spin it any way that you want, but typically reducing hours is never a good sign. I guess as we want, but again, it's it's not a good sign. But um, besides hours, is there anything else that you kind of noted? Uh, valet parking. There was a news report a while ago where I think it was Saks Fifth Avenue had denied that they were wanting to uh, basically have these bike lanes kiboshed on, on Richmond Street, which isn't true because um, I asked the question during the tour in 2016 because I had plans for the store. I, I had some construction plans and it was showing a valet parking area on Richmond street for Saks Fifth Avenue, which probably would have saved the store or at least, you know, brought a lot more business in. And, uh, but then the city of Toronto started piloting a bike lane on Richmond street. It wasn't like a permanent thing, but um, I remember um, some Saks Fifth Avenue representatives saying, you know, this is just temporary. We'll get our valet parking. They're not going to put bike lanes here, but Ultimately, there's still a bike lane on Richmond Street and there's no valet parking at Saks Fifth Avenue on Richmond Street. So it looks like the city won in yeah. this case. But in terms of the story, I was there. I know exactly what happened in terms of the conversation because I'm the one that asked the question. It was my fault that I think that news, it wasn't us that put the news story out, but I think there was a little kerfuffle around bike lanes and uh, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. So, but, you know, I know the true story and, and you know, because <laughs> I'm the one that probably uh, it's my fault that it got out. <laughs> oh, how is Saks competing with other retailers in Canada, like Holt Renfrew and Nordstrom and even like um, Harry Rosen? Yeah, good question. Good question. Uh, let's go through them. I mean, so I, I just mentioned Holt Renfrew. Holt Renfrew has really held on to a, Holt Renfrew has a lot of brands that Saks Fifth Avenue doesn't have. And the brands that Holt Renfrew has are the really big ones that a lot of people want to shop at. So these are the brands that Holt Renfrew has that just off the top of my head that are not at Saks Fifth Avenue. You've got Gucci, you've got Chanel, you've got uh, an expansive selection of Fendi, uh, and, and these are all in concession areas at Holt Renfrew, uh, Saint Laurent now because it pulled out of Saks. Uh, that's just three of quite a few. Um, David Yerman uh, has a full boutique uh, up on Bloor Street at Holt Renfrew and actually left uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. So. Uh, Holtz really, I think, because of its concession model, uh, having the brands within operating their own stores, has actually maintained these brands and uh, has a much more robust selection overall of the brands that do the crazy high sales. Saks Fifth Avenue still has a tremendous selection of brands, but it doesn't have, you know, the Gucci and Chanel and 
uh, some of these brands, which are really, really highly sought after and are also available at Saks Fifth Avenue stores in the United States. So uh, I find that to be quite remarkable. Uh, Nordstrom is interesting because, and we've talked about this before, uh, and I've written about it, in uh, Toronto, Nordstrom seems to, and I'm not bashing Nordstrom, I, I do like the retailer, but it seems to have lost most of its uh, luxury brand offerings in, in the Toronto market. Uh, uh, in downtown, when the store opened, there was, I think, five or six uh, branded luxury boutiques on the uh, third floor for women. And now there's only one left. It's Max Mara. And it actually wasn't there when the store opened. Uh, it was open subsequently. But uh, all the other shops, uh, Montclair, Burberry recently left. Uh, uh, Stella McCartney, Loewe, uh and Lanvin, none of those are there anymore. And also on the main floor of Nordstrom, uh, there were some boutiques for, what was it, uh, Loewe, Stella McCartney, and Miu Miu. They shut down Burberry more recently as well, but uh, there's still a Gucci concession on the main floor of Nordstrom in downtown Toronto and apparently does well. I, I was asking someone, they were saying that it's going to stay mm. because it's, it's doing well. So uh, up at Yorkdale, the Nordstrom store uh, uh, still has luxury brands in terms of you get a little bit, you get more than you get at Yorkdale um, for ready to wear. But um, uh, there were six women's luxury boutiques uh, upstairs at Nordstrom at Yorkdale. And now there's only one left. Uh, of all of them. So uh, it was a Celine, Chloe and Valentino shut down. Mm. Now all of those boutiques also have full standalone stores at Yorkdale. So, you know, why were they at Nordstrom? But it's not unheard of to have, you know, a department store carry these types of brands and have standalones in the same mall or street or wherever you are. Uh, Acris had left a while ago, a high-end uh, women's fashion brand, uh, beautifully crafted stuff from Switzerland. And uh, now there's a boutique for Dries Van Noten, which is still there and uh, pretty cool looking space. But mm. And they have actually, speaking of space, there's a department called Space across from it, which carries these edgier uh, brands, I'd say for women, but some of it was supposed to be unisex, I was told when I toured these stores. So, uh, you know, funky, interesting stuff. But Space did have a department downtown at Nordstrom and it's gone. So um, I don't think, you know, uh, downtown Toronto has really been uh, the best place for luxury brands, specifically around the CF Toronto Eaton Centre, uh, compared to Yorkdale or Bloor Street and Yorkville, for that matter. And we'll have to keep on looking at those and keeping an eye on them. But and thanks for going through the kind of renos and the walkthrough of Saks Fifth Avenue in downtown Toronto, Craig. And I'll chat with you next week. Thank you so much, Lee. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. Bye.